When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we begin August 3rd this way. Good morning, San Antonio. Trey Ware here, 550 KTSA FM 1071. And the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com where you'll find our daily podcast, which is our show. You'll also find over there uh, great ways to stay connected all day long with everything that's going on. That's the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. And as always, as we go through the stories, you can be a part of the show as well at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. The San Antonio City Council, in a move that is not surprising at all, passed their resolution about pro-abortion tactics in uh, San Antonio. San Antonio's official position is abortion anytime. Abortion, partial birth, whatever. You know, as long as, as if you get pregnant, you can get an abortion in San Antonio as far as the city council is concerned. Now, the Texas law says something different. So this is just a pipsqueak thing uh, from the pipsqueaks, uh, Ron Nirenberg and the others down there, where he lost control of the meeting yesterday and sounded like a school teacher. We're going to sit here. We're going to sit here while you people be quiet for a minute. People are at the podium trying to talk. Now, you just keep it down there. And then he had a recess. He's, everybody just Everybody just cool it. Cool it for a minute here in this classroom. Yeah, well, that's Ron for you. So the whole thing is Clayton Perry, my friend, called me yesterday to tell me it's uh, it's a symbolic and it's meant to divide, and that's exactly what it does. Passed on a 9-2 vote. Manny Pelaez also joined uh, Clayton Perry against it. Manny, Manny wasn't – Manny's pro-abortion, but he was joining because some sort of gobbledygook about, you know, this doesn't go far enough, it's not big enough, we need something stronger, we need something bigger, better, faster. Uh, I, you know, it, it, man, man, the stuff in Manny's head that comes out of his mouth is just the weirdest crap ever. Like like Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is a symbol of hate. We can't have Chick-fil-A to symbol of hate. And then, according to the Express News, at a particularly noisy moment yesterday, one abortion opponent, that would be a pro-life person, prayed the Our Father over the jeers and the sneers from the crowd and the attendants tried to join in the prayer. Well, jeers and sneers is demonic, by the way. Several pro-life who spoke prayed before city council. Oh, my God, you know that that was driving all that city council crazy. When the pro-life people got up and, and said a prayer, you know Jalen was freaking. You know Castillo was freaking. You know Ron was freaking peeing his pants. You can't pray over me. Keep your prayers to yourself, says the San Antonio City Council. Well, up in Kansas, on this same topic, a pro-life teen volunteer that was canvassing about a referendum in Kansas on Sunday was apparently beaten when she went to a home. She went to a home and knocked on the door to speak in favor of the Kansas pro-life referendum. The mother, older person, you know, probably our age, said to her, no, I'm sorry, honey, I don't think you want to talk to us in this house. Thank you. Now, that's a respectful way to handle somebody who's, you know, in opposition to your stance. That's a respectful way. Older person knows how to handle somebody. In the background, though, apparently her young daughter says to her, don't apologize to her, mom, and then allegedly allegedly runs out of the house and chases the pro-life teenager down the street 
shoving her in the chest to the ground and punching her in the face. Then threw a piece of food at her, hit her in the face, followed her down the street screaming curses and phrases, I hope you get raped again. What that is, is demon-possessed people. The demons are losing their battle over, over abortion in America. And they're showing it with sneers and jeers. I hope you get raped! And punching people and all this violence that uh, pro-abortionists are bringing to the front now. Their, their true colors are showing as they are going after pro-lifers. But in the first vote since the Supreme Court had their Roe versus Wade decision, Remember what I always said about that. It didn't outlaw abortion. It did not do that. If anybody tells you that it outlawed abortion, they are lying to you for a political purpose. And that I will not do. And so the voters in Kansas were asked to sound off on a pro-life resolution, a referendum. It's a non-binding referendum that would have supported the pro-life position in the state of Kansas this is the way a federalism is supposed to work. The voters of Kansas went to the polls yesterday, and the pro-life resolution lost. That means the pro-abortionists won in Kansas yesterday. Now, that's how it's supposed to work. Not to be centralized in Washington, D.C., not to be something that our federal government is in charge of, and it's not in the Constitution. You will not find the word or a reference to abortion in any shape, form, or fashion in the Constitution of the United States of America. It's supposed to be decided state by state by state. It's just like most other things. The federal government has centralized it inside the Beltway in Washington, D.C., so they could exercise more control over your life. That's what they're doing. And the Supreme Court said no. It should have never rested inside of Washington, D.C. This is an issue for the states. Now, I had a friend of mine tell me not that long ago, that stupid, idiotic states' rights issue thing, that was settled back during the Civil War. There is no more such thing as the Tenth Amendment and the states' rights. Well, he's absolutely wrong about that. So state of Kansas voted on it. Pro-life, uh, or pro, pro-life people lost in the state of Kansas. And that's how it's supposed to work. It's supposed to rest with the states, and it does now. Meanwhile, on the uh, issue of illegal aliens coming across our border, Greg Abbott uh, said uh, yesterday we have more buses headed toward Washington, D.C. He said it shows the hypocrisy of the liberal leaders up in the Northeast who think that the border crossers are in crisis created by Joe Biden. It's fine as long as Texas has to deal with it, as long as Texans have to work on this. But as soon as they have to deal with the real consequences Biden's border crisis, they're up in arms calling for the National Guard. Well, the governor's absolutely correct about that. Uh, Dealing with just a tiny fraction of what we have to deal with every single day up in Washington, D.C., we're going to keep sending those buses up there until they fully understand and until the Biden administration does its job and enforces the laws concerning the border. And the governor went on to say, we are looking at other cities to send the illegal aliens to. Sweet. Good. Send them to Joe Biden's front lawn in Delaware and just dump them off right there. By the way, I love the ACLU story yesterday about how Abbott is responsible for the car crashes involving the illegals. Why? Because he has decided that he's going to enforce the law. And you know, according to the ACLU, if the governor just wasn't enforcing the law, we wouldn't have all these dumps, man, where they're crashing the cars which was the problem in Uvalde, by the way, if you remember. 
when they set off the alert in Uvalde, they thought it was just another one of these illegals running and crashing a car because the first thing the dude did before he went into school and killed the children and the teachers was he crashed his truck. And everybody in Uvalde just figured it was another one of those because those happen every 10 minutes over there. From here all the way to the border, we have those car crashes going on. And the ACLU says, those poor illegal immigrants just trying to get into this country. If the governor wasn't enforcing the law, they wouldn't be having all those crashes. No, you wouldn't be having all those crashes if you stayed there where you belong until you got legally into the country. Follow the laws of the country, and you won't have to run from our troopers. You won't have to run from our border patrol. Border patrol. Follow the laws of our country don't come in here illegally and maybe you won't die in a car crash being chased by our troopers it's not the governor's fault that's on the heads of the illegal aliens by the way there's a big story out today uh from uh, noticias telemundo and they went through and did a, a a report investigative report on the people who are coming here and bottom line to Noticias uh, Telemundo's report here is that to the Biden administration is importing poverty in bigger numbers that we've, than we've ever seen in the United States. The way our immigration system is set up is that you have a sponsor so that if you uh, fail, you don't become a ward of the state. You have a plan, and you present that plan to immigration authorities. Here's where I'm going to work. Here's what I'm going to do with my life, and this is how I'm going to support myself and my family. And then you go through a health screening. Well, none of this is happening. None of it, obviously. There are no sponsors. There are no plans. There are no health screenings for the illegal aliens that are coming across the border. In fact, uh, on Noticias Telemundo, they said uh, they, had a, they did interviews with people. I don't have a dollar to live on. So Catholic Charities told uh, Telemundo, and Te- Catholic Charities is one of the non-governmental organizations that facilitates illegal Im- or helps facilitate illegal immigration, according to Noticias Telemundo. About half the border crossers they are encountering are single adults who have no ties in the United States, don't have any address here, they don't know anybody here, so they don't have a sponsor. And then in their report, again, here we are, San Antonio, the shining light, we're, we're being shown in a report again. San Antonio, Texas alone, the city is seeing an influx of about 600 border crossers and illegal aliens every day. And more than 80% need accommodations like housing, food, shelter, clothing, and other services. We, San Antonio has become the hub for illegal immigration. And so Biden's policies have brought more than 1.7 million border crossers and illegal aliens to the U.S.-Mexico border in fiscal 2022 alone. And it does not include the hundreds of thousands that have not been encountered. In other words, they got in without encountering law. Of course, we know the Mexican drug cartels profiting about $13 billion a year from human smuggling, 26 times the profit that the cartels were making under former President Donald Trump. But the bottom line to Noticias uh, Telemundo's report here was that uh, the Biden administration is importing pure out-and-out poverty in the United States. These people will be wards of the state, which means you and I, the American taxpayer, will have to provide for their food, their clothing, their housing, their health care, and on and on and on and on it goes. Instead of importing people with a plan on what they're going to do with their life and how they're going to contribute to our country like you're doing right now by staring at red brick lights, Biden is importing the poorest of the poor from around the world so that they will get on the welfare system here in the United States. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, more Democrats are calling for Joe Biden to be replaced and get ready because about three years ago I started to tell you 
about Sandy Cortez and how they were going to run her for president someday? Well, that day is here. I got details on that coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Well, this is a bummer. Ben Scully's passed away. Of course, he was uh, 94. Long, great life and uh, always wanted to be remembered as a good guy. That's a that's an awesome thing to uh, to aspire to, and I think he got there. Uh, grew up, of course, listening to Ben Scully. Not only do baseball, but football. When he had his time doing football, he did the World Series, several World Series and all that. Great voice, great broadcaster, longtime Dodgers announcer. In fact, started in 1950 with the Brooklyn Dodgers and made the move out to L.A. with the Dodgers out there and was the voice of the Dodgers for many, many years. Vince Scully dead at the age of 94. Okay, so more and more uh, folks are calling for Joe Biden to be replaced, not just uh, taken off the ballot in you know for 2024, but actually replaced now. <laughs> You got Representative Dean Phillips, a Democrat from Minnesota, and Representative Angie Craig, also a Democrat from Minnesota, calling for a replacement for the president. And they are the most high-profile federally elected Democrats to voice their opposition to him. Uh, According to all the recent polling, uh, depending on which poll you're looking at, uh, right around 68% of Democrats, Democrats, and 75% of voters in total want him out. Want Joe Biden gone. Well, that'd be a good thing. That'd be a good thing for the country. Several years ago, I kept saying, keep your eye on Sandy Cortez. Watch Sandy Cortez. See what he what she does and all that. Because with, with her, the, the way she acts, the, the, the people who make the decisions about who runs, it's not, the, it's not the voters who make the decisions about who runs. That's a very rare instance. That happened in the, in the Trump case that the voters decided that he was going to be that he was going to run. Remember the field he was, you know, uh, initially up against with Jeb Bush and all those, you know, the, the usual characters, right? And that's why he was so smashing to this whole political system is because he came in and the voters said, yep, that's the guy, and the whole swamp and the, the guys who decide this stuff smoking their cigars in their paneled rooms in New York City, they were shocked that the voters overrode them and chose Donald Trump. And they weren't going to allow that to happen again. That's why they overrode the voters and chose Joe Biden the next go-around. So now, I started to say years ago, start watching AOC. That's Sandy Cortez. Because she's one that they are going to start pressing out front for the presidency of the United States. As crazy as that absolutely sounds, and being uh, a, a you know a conservatarian that I am, I, I would love a runner, runner all day long. Bring her on. Uh, but they they ran it up the flagpole, so to speak, yesterday. Put out a piece in the Hill by Michael Starr Hopkins. He's a Democrat political consultant. This is how they do this. They throw it out there in, in the military. You say run it up to flagpole to see who's going to salute, right? Military City USA. And that's basically what the Democrats did with this. Hopkins, in this piece in the Hill, saying that the AOC is the future of the Democrat Party. Her policies are based in populism. She's less of a personality and more of a movement, a force to be reckoned with. She's unafraid, unapologetic, and unwilling to bend to the will of Washington. Sounds very Trumpian, doesn't it? No Democrat is more prepared to embarrass a bully like Donald Trump, says Hopkins, than AOC is. You know, according to a poll that came out yesterday from CNN, 75% of Democrat voters want Joe Biden replaced in the 2024 ticket. 
75% of Democrat voters. Democrats don't want this guy around. That's why whenever we ask the question, do you support Joe Biden? If you're a Democrat, call us and tell us you support Joe Biden and tell us why and why you voted for him and do you you know do you still support him? And nobody calls because <laughs> nobody supports the man anymore, even the Democrats, 75% of them. And then you got Trump leading Biden in a hypothetical 2024 presidential matchup by about four points, according to Harvard caps Harris at 45 to 41%. Hopkins comparing AOC to fresh air, to, to, to the Barack Obama days of fresh air. Barack was a breath of fresh air, and so is she, he said. And she's the face of the rising uh, progressive movement. She's also the future of the Democrat Party, he said. She's an influencer in the purest form. And her ability to relate to her supporters and allow them a glimpse into her private life is a blueprint for Democrats trying to act less like mannequins and more like humans. If Senator Bernie Sanders is the godfather of the progressive movement, then AOC is the Michael Corleone. <laughs> she has the ability to tell the story of her generation. And much like Barack Obama talked about his student loan debt, AOC can uniquely talk about the struggle of a forgotten generation waiting for someone to speak up for them. What do you think about that? Let's let's, let's break for the news. And um, yeah, I, I think she's more like Sonny Corleone yeah, instead of Michael. Probably, probably. <laughs> exactly. Jill Biden, by the way, she says, despite what's going on and everything that you see, the president is doing a fantastic job. I wish people could see more of what Joe has accomplished and how hard he's working. No, Jill, baby, we have, and we don't want it. <laughs> We've seen what he's doing, and we don't like what he's doing. She says he's steady, he's strong, he has wisdom. He's none of those things, Jill. I know love is blind, but now you're just lying. All right. AOC, is she presidential material? We can play with that for a little while. 210-599-5555. Back in a minute. Trey Ware, KTSA. All right, it's 536 now, 550 KTSA FM, 1071 on the Trey Ware page at KTSA.com, 210-599-5555. So uh, from the economy this morning, credit card debt has jumped the most in 20 years now because of Biden inflation as it uh, continues to soar. The credit card balances have jumped $46 billion in the second quarter of this year. And compared with a year ago, they're up over 13%. That's the largest increase in more than 20 years. And what's going on is that people are now having to put stuff on their credit card because they're out of money. We had the report yesterday, 61% of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And now they're having to go to their credit card to pay for things like gas and groceries. Not, not the other fun stuff. Not going to the movies. A lot of people have stopped that. A lot of people are knocking out all the other stuff, and they're just going with the essentials now. And we had the story yesterday again that they're doing it at the, at the dollar store because that's, that's where they can afford to do it. And so now they're putting a lot of stuff on their credit cards, and uh, the Biden inflation, of course, is over a 10% tax on people, gasoline prices and food prices, the most inflation since 1979, and people are running up credit card debt, the highest level in more than than 20 years. So in just a few minutes, we're going to break down more of the Manchin-Schumer uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which it does exactly the opposite of that. And we're going to begin with the premise, as I always tell you, the federal government is not starving for revenue. They want more tax revenue for a couple of reasons. Number one is they can't control their appetite for spending. And number two, and they refuse to control their appetite for spending. And number two, the more they take away from you, the more they control of you. And so we're going to talk some about that and how this uh, legislation that they are going to do through reconciliation, which means there won't be a debate. 
the, the congressional norms are going to be done away with so they get this passed through to enrich Joe's friends in China and in the Green New Steel movement. We're going to talk more about that coming up. But first, let's go to the phones, 210-599-5555. You can comment on any of these news stories as we toss them out this morning, get you caught up on everything that's going on. And, Jerry, you're on. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning to everybody. I want to comment on AOC running for president. I think it would be fantastic. She could be president of Cuba, Venezuela, Mexico. She could be the greatest president of Mexico ever. (laughs) Well, see, they want to run her here for the exact same reason. You know, know, it was no mistake, no mistake or happenstance that I did the story in that same segment about Joe Biden importing poverty and and the and the most broke people on the planet into the United States it's called socialism that's that, that's a whole lower class of socialism that he's importing and you got to have that in order to were, have socialism so there you go there you go i thought they were importing the illegals to be her constituents to go back down to central america <laughs> well you never know Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate the call. 210-599-5555. If you're just now waking up at 530 and joining us, the Democrats, 75% of Democrats in a new CNN poll that came out yesterday. Democrats. We're not even talking about Republicans. We're not even talking about voters overall. Democrat voters, 75% want Joe gone. Get rid of him. And, hey, what do you guys think about AOC? Now, that's that's what they're talking now. I mean, they've run everybody else by the Democrats the last couple of weeks, and the Democrats have looked the other way, with the exception of Pete Booty. They all like Pete Booty, and he's the only one that they will talk, even uh, you know look at. The rest of them, they go, I want nothing to do with that one. I want nothing to do with that one. Nothing to do with that one. So now, and I started to say this over three years ago, they're going to take a run at AOC. And people say, well, she won't be old enough. Yes, she will. On an, by, by Inauguration Day, she'll be 35 by the time she takes the oath. So, I mean, constitutionally, she could do it. Uh, the, the people who make the decisions, they want her to do it because they think she can fire up a young crowd, get them excited, and get them to come to the polls and support Democrats because Democrats don't have any ideas. They don't have anybody to run. They're done as a party. Even financially, they're done as a party. And that's a good thing. That's a real good thing because they are leading the destruction of the United States. I've said it over and over again. They're the biggest threat to the continuance of our of our constitutional republic and, the, and your freedoms and your your ability to go vote for the and choose those people who are going to lead and all those kind of things that that were set up you know 240 years ago here. They are destroying every last bit of that, and uh, and so they got nobody and they got nothing. That's why they're messing around with. The Republican primaries right now and voting in the Republican primaries and all that, they're doing that because they don't have anything. So this is it. They, they're totally uh, deft of any ideas or any candidates that will work, and now the latest is, well, I think we're going to run AOC. She's like Barack Obama. She's young. She's energetic. She's a breath of fresh air, and she'll excite the young people. Well, let me ask you, is AOC presidential material? 210-599-5555. So Joe Manchin and Chuck Schumer have put together Build Back Better Light. Okay? That's all this is. And they're calling it inflation reduction. Why? Because they tested that in focus groups. And the people in focus groups said you need to bring down inflation. So, hey, right here at election time, we have a bill that's going to bring down uh, inflation. It does exactly the opposite. 
It is Build Back Better and a smaller, scaled-down version that throws gasoline on Biden inflation and explodes inflation even higher. It does a number of other things as well. And when you hear Joe Manchin talking about it, he's lying to you. You know Chuck Schumer's lying to you, and you know Joe Biden is lying to you. And in this bill, it is packed full of fake sunsets. You know what a sunset is? We're going to do this for a couple of years, and it's going to expire. And, and, and it won't carry on anymore. It's only going to cost $68 million to do this between now and in two years when it expires. It never sunsets. There's no such thing in D.C. as a sunset. Once they put it into action, once they put the plan in place, it never goes away. They only add to it year after year. So sunsets are not reality. Representative uh, Jason Smith is a Republican from Missouri, ranking member of the Budget Committee. He put out a, a fact sheet yesterday talking about the Inflation Reduction Act and how these budget gimmicks are all throughout the act itself. For instance, it extends the enhanced Obamacare subsidies for three years. That's $64 billion. However, since you know it's not going to go away, the total comes up to be $248 billion, not 64 This is a sleight of hand that Manchin is playing with this thing. Also creates $369 billion in climate change and energy security-related programs. It's well over $400 billion. $80 billion. $80 billion goes to the IRS for them to come after you. And we're going to talk about that here in the next few minutes. $114 billion in new debt. It harms the middle class, and it harms the country's manufacturing sector. In fact, it'll send manufacturing jobs back to China where Joe wants them. Remember. Donald Trump was repatriating a lot of the manufacturing jobs. He was bringing that back to the United States. We have to become self-reliant in energy, in our farm production, and manufacturing. We have to become self-reliant. We don't have a choice in that. If we're going to survive as a nation, we have to become self-reliant. And Joe is back to sending our energy and our dependence for energy across the ocean to Saudi Arabia. He just returned. They're selling off our farmland to Bill Gates and to the Chinese. And now he wants to send manufacturing back to China. In reality, it delivers more spending, more inflation, more debt. The currently inflationary reaction bill, this, this uh, reconciliation bill, is going to spend $728 billion. It adds $114 billion in new debt, dumping more fuel on the inflationary problems that we have right now. In fact, the Joint Committee on Taxation, now that's the group that is nonpartisan. Both sides accept what these guys say. They say the corporate minimum tax will hit the manufacturing sector 50% of the share of the Democrats' proposed tax. Again, sending jobs to China, which is exactly what Joe has to do because he's a toad for China. He works for China. He's not working for you. China has paid his son handsomely. He works for them. And it's getting puffed up by the media as this thing that's going to revive his presidency. Remember I was telling you, Brett Baer. Fox News. Boy, this is a great two weeks this guy's had. He looks like the new Reagan out there. You know, Milton Friedman said, what causes inflation the most is government spending. You do not do more government spending at a time of inflation. Well, we've got inflation the worst it's been in 40 years, and this is going to increase government spending. And we're in a recession now. Now, Manchin does deserve credit. He sounded the alarm about inflation, build back better. But nonetheless, now his own record is showing up. He voted for the $1.9 trillion rescue plan. That worsened inflation. 
He's an arsonist now who shows up, put out the fire with a leaky hose. Starts the fire, then shows up with a leaky hose to put it out. And this tax thing that they've got going now isn't any better. 15% corporate income tax hitting manufacturers, including the semiconductor manufacturers that Manchin and the Senate just went out of their way to subsidize, and now they're going to take that money back through a 15% tax. He denies that the bill increases taxes on those making less than $200,000 a year, despite the fact that that very committee that I talked about that both sides accept said exactly the opposite, that middle-class earners and upper-middle-class earners will be hit the hardest with this. How so and why so? Well, first of all, it allows the government to set the price for prescription drugs, and that's going to result in less investment in new therapies. The drug companies are not going to be out there looking for new therapies, and it's going to put Medicare recipients in a worse position. Medicare goes broke in four years. The fact that the Democrats have to force this through with reconciliation should tell you everything you need to know. They can't debate it. They can't allow a straight-up-and-down vote on it. They have to force it through with reconciliation, which means there won't be any debate over this, there won't be any committee hearings about it, and there won't be a straight-up-and-down vote on this. This is just going to go shoved through and sent over to the president. Now, one thing that it does that you must know about, it increases the IRS's power over your life. How does it do that? It gives them more authority, more ability, more resources, and more people to audit you. And it adversely affects the middle class. In fact, it puts them into what's called beast mode. 45 or 46 billion to audit the middle class. They're going to be coming after tens of millions of Americans for every little thing. 80 billion in new funds goes directly to the IRS. And you remember the IRS being weaponized against conservatives during the Barack Obama presidency? Right now they get less than 13 billion. They get 12 billion dollars. This mansion bill We'll blow it up to $80 billion from $12 billion. Now, that goes after the middle and upper middle class. That's where the money is. That's who they're coming after. That's you, working hard every day, staring at red brake lights. In fact, the official uh, tax scorekeeper, which is, again, that, that committee, 78 to 90% of the money raised in underreported income comes from those making less than $200,000 a year. And despite all the new money, you shouldn't expect more IRS service. The 2022 filing season, they answered 10%, 10% of the phone calls that came to the IRS. Millions of Americans have been waiting six months or longer to get their refunds back. And this puts only $3.2 billion for taxpayer services. The rest of it hires more guys with guns and badges to come and take your money away from you. And the bottom line to all of this, again, is where I started. The federal government is not starving for more tax revenue. Nope. They've got plenty. In fact, they've got more than enough. More, way more than enough. They want more tax revenue because they will not control their appetite for spending. And the more they take away from you, the middle class and the upper middle class in America, the more they take away from you, the more they control you. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Fun. Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Hey, by the way, if you want to say the pledge, call Jimmy right now, 210-599-5555. He'll record you, put you in the rotation, or you can send it to Trey at KTSA.com. Do it on your phone. Taco Bell bringing back the Mexican pizza, and uh, Candy Funhouse is hiring uh, 
The first ever chief candy officer. Wait till I tell you how much they're going to pay for that job. Uh, Al, you're on. <laughs> I'm telling you, we're going to talk about that. Al, you're on KTSA. Good morning. Yeah. I was, I was listening to you yesterday while you were talking to Wes Bush about what these phones can do. Something that happened to me crazy on the phone Tuesday. Oh, yeah? I checked, I checked my Gmail, and my Gmail has been recording my wife's phone calls. Wow. Wow. I, I, I don't doubt it, Al. I mean, you know, they, they all the time, they're listening to you. And uh, and the phone is watching you because the cameras and the microphones are always on, man. So uh, I, I hope your wife wasn't doing anything she wasn't supposed to do. I'm sure she wasn't. Well, she was. She was <laughs> talking to one of her. She, she was talking to one of her friends about an organization that they work with. I recognize my wife's voice right off the bat. Oh, you bet, man. What's she doing on my phone? <laughs> my Gmail. How how long y'all been married? 26 years. All right. Congratulations. And I, I bet you did recognize her voice. But, yeah, Al, it's amazing what they're doing out there with the with the technology. Technology is a wonderful thing. It's great. You know, it really has helped our lives in a lot of ways. But it's also it's got some evil dark sides to it as well. All right. We'll take a, a quick break. Top of the hour news. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Nancy Pelosi and Taiwan and China and all those kinds of things. And then, of course, Demi Lovato's in the news today, so I want to tell you what she's got. So, no, 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 I'm not going to spend a lot of time on her. But it just goes to prove the point that we make on the show quite a bit. And finally, a couple of senators say enough of selling our land off to foreign interests. China has been scooping up houses in America and land in America. It's time that it stop, and a couple of senators have introduced a bill to try to get it stopped. So I got details about this. And everything else that's going on in the world. Stay connected this morning. Trey Ware, KTSA. And uh, people are asking this morning with the need to save face, will China respond? How will China respond? And what can China do to the United States? Good morning, San Antonio. Good morning, Texas. Thank you for making this the number one early morning talk show in Texas. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for listening. Uh, Trey Ware here, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. 550-KTSA-FM-1071 on the Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. So, okay, <clears throat> now China's kind of in a box because Pelosi went, and she spoke against China and for Taiwan. China did a lot of saber-rattling, man, a lot of threats, you know. We're going to shoot an airplane out of the air, one of their guys at one time said. They, they have sent their airplanes and their aircraft carriers there. They have encircled the island of Taiwan. They are right there in the Straits of Taiwan. Pelosi has left, by the way. So in, in order to save face with all the saber-rattling, and we're going to do this and we're going to do that, one can only believe that they're going to have to respond in some way, right? Because if they don't, then they're going to be showing an extreme weakness. Now they're in a box. Now they're in a corner. And and what can they do? I mean, how will China respond? What exactly can they do to the United States? Well, we already know that they've been trying. They've ramped up and amped up their, their cyber warfare against the United States. We know that. Because we know people in the business that's defending the United States from cyber attacks, and they've seen a lot of attacks that have been coming from China lately. So we know that they're trying that that angle. But is there anything overt, you know, on the surface that people can see that they're going to try? 
They wouldn't launch a missile at the United States, would they? I mean, that would be instant destruction for China if they were to try something like that. Or, at the very least, World War III. So they're not going to go that route, would they? They wouldn't be that crazy. We know that they have operatives here in the United States. The FBI has already told us. The CIA has already told us. Christopher Wray has already told us that China has all kinds of operatives here in the United States. And we had an anti-espionage program going on here. But Joe Biden, one of the first things he did when he became president, I guess, and you know, a little payback to China, I guess, he canceled the program. So they come here as students, but they're really spies. They drive around top, you know, the, some of the well-known senators like Dianne Feinstein for 20 years. They sleep with and have affairs with members of Congress like Smallwell, <laughs> Eric Smallwell. You know, remember Bang Bang Fang Fang? And so we do know that they have operatives here, so maybe they could do something inside of the country with those operatives. And one other thing that we know for a fact, there's a lot of things that we know for a fact that they're doing, but one other thing that I want to bring up right now that we know that they're doing, they're buying up the United States of America. Remember when they bought all the buildings in New York and in Chicago, all the big buildings, right? And then they started to buy all of our debt. Now, they're the largest holder of, of debt of the United States, so if they wanted to, they could just call that debt, just like a bank could call a debt. They could call that debt, and we'd be in a mess if they did that. And the other thing they're doing is they're buying up land all over the United States. It's been crazy how much they have been buying. In fact, according to the USDA, who keeps track of such things, Chinese investors, U.S. farmland skyrocketed from over a little over 13,000 acres in 2010. Today, or actually in 2020, in 10 years' time, they went to 353,000 acres. So from 13,000 to 353,000 acres. That's crazy. They just recently bought all that farmland next to the Air Force Base in North Dakota. The Air Force Base that does all of our drone work and a lot of sensitive communications go in and out of that Air Force Base all the time. <clears throat> and that's why Senators Tom Cotton and Tommy Tuberville have uh, come up with the Securing America's Land from Foreign Interference Act. Now, this type of legislation has come up before, and the Democrats have shot it down in Congress. In the last two years, Democrats have shot it down over and over and over and over again. They will not allow, allow this type of legislation to pass. But uh, it's coming up again from Tom Cotton and Tommy Tuberville, and we'll see exactly where all of that goes. But one, one has to think that China's going to do something. Just what is it can they do? Because they're going to have to save face after all that saber-rattling about Nancy Pelosi coming to uh, to Taiwan. All right, in a in a scene that's eerily similar to the bodega of last month in New York City. Call a killer, dial a thug, however you want to put it. McDonald's now in New York. The scene of a shooting. Woman goes in there. She's forty. She goes in. Well, actually, she ordered on the app. She goes in to pick it up. She says the fries are cold. So what do you do when the fries are cold? You say, hey, the fries are cold. I want some hot fries over here, she said. Meanwhile, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start FaceTiming my 20-year-old son and complaining to him that the fries are cold. That's what she said. The fries is cold. And I asked the girl to change the French fries because the fries was cold. She went to the fry machine and threw some fries on top. 
but a cold fries, she says. And he laughed at me when I said the fries are cold, and I was FaceTiming my son talking about it. So what does a 20-year-old son do? Comes down there to the McDonald's and says, why are you disrespecting my mama? Come outside. We'll settle this outside. 23-year-old worker, the fry cook at McDonald's, goes outside. Bam! Shot in the neck, dies. Now, again, this is, you know, becoming all too familiar because the bodega incident was exactly the same thing. Exactly. Woman calls up her estranged husband or whatever he was, uh, you know, baby daddy, and he comes down there and stabs the bodega worker. Bodega worker gets up after being stabbed and stabs him and kills the dude. And the DA from New York arrests the bodega worker for protecting his own life, for defending himself. You know, it's it's it, it's called a killer. Di, you know, dial a thug. And they're doing it, like in this case, she was FaceTiming her son and had him come down there. And uh, ends up outside with the worker and allegedly shoots and kills the worker and so on. Now, the son has previously been arrested several times, including for grand uh, larceny in 2019, assault and theft of service in 2018. According to police, he has numerous sealed arrest cases as well that have not been unsealed to the public. So this is what you're dealing with. So out of control. Again, you've got another known criminal, a guy that's had run-ins with the law, that these radical DAs, like in New York, let him go Joe and others, let these guys go, and what do they do? They go back and reoffend. And George Soros writes this piece in the Wall Street Journal this week saying, we need to keep blacks out of prison. That was how he started the entire piece. My my objective with with electing these, these DAs across the country is to keep blacks out of prison. Well, that should not be the goal. It has nothing to do with skin color. You keep criminals in prison, the bad guys in prison, so that they're not going after the good guys that are on the streets. And you forget about skin color. You don't worry about skin color. If the person is a is a repeat offender and somebody who is continuing to carry out crimes against uh, law-abiding citizens in this country, you lock them up. You put them away for a long time. And that is not it's not about rehabilitating. Well, you're not you're not rehabilitating them there. You're not giving them another chance. It's not about that. It's about separating the bad guys from the good guys. Think about that for a minute. The 23 year old who is dead now, was actually contributing to society. He was working as a fry cook at McDonald's, contributing to society, paying his taxes, earning a living, contributing to the economy of the United States, and some thug comes down there on the whims of his mama because she's upset and the fries are cold, and the kid gets shot and killed, allegedly by her son. Somebody who's contributing to society, take it out like that. All right, 616 KTSH, Ray Ware here, 210-599-5555. Jump in anytime with any of these stories that we're talking about this morning. i got to tell you about my friends over at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people suffering right now, a lot of kids suffering right now after being locked down during the pandemic and trying to find their way back to school, back to, you know, uh, living in a, a social construct, you know, among other people and all that kind of stuff. Depression is very real for kids, very real for adolescents, very real for teens, and so on. It's also very real for, for adults. 
including behavioral issues such as addiction, alcohol addiction, drug addiction, depression, you know, PTSD with with those who have served in the military and those who haven't served in the military. All these are big and real issues. Behavioral and psychiatric issues are very real. But they don't have to follow you around your entire life. And I want you to know that right now. I want you to know that you can overcome this and your child can overcome it and your family can overcome it with our friends at Laurel Ridge Treatment Center. And they've got a great program over there. They have uh, inpatient care. They have weekend care. They have after-work care, those kind of things. And they're just here to, to help your family get whole again and beyond whatever it is that's affecting you. Now, you get a free assessment 24 hours a day, seven days a week, if you just call Laurel Ridge at 210-491-3591. At Laurel Ridge, for more than 35 years, it's been all about saving lives and healing families, creating hope in the lives of San Antonio families. AccuWeather forecast today and tomorrow, sunny and hot with highs of 103. Right now, 78 degrees, KTSA. Good morning. talk <laughs> i want to play that on my motorcycle yeah that's motorcycle music right there why are you shaking your head that's exactly what that is that's that's for riding on a motorcycle man no it's because your motorcycle is loud <laughs> <laughs> that system is amazing <laughs> you've heard my motorcycle you could play it and i could probably hear it inside the building that's exactly right easily yes you can hear it at your house from mine <laughs> it's true could do it it's got to be loud to get over the loud engine that my son built for that motorcycle. You know what I mean? So I know this is not a big deal for you, but Taco Bell's bringing back the Mexican pizza, and people are going crazy. They started this in like 2017, right? And then with uh, you know supply chain issues, this is a lighter side news now, kind of lighten the load. Uh, with the uh, supply chain issues and all that, it went away. Are, are you buying into the conspiracy that they got rid of it to create demand? That's my thing. The Same. the Choco Taco will be back in eight months. Yep. All you got to do is announce that something's going away, and right. the people are like, oh, yeah, I used to like that. Now, you remember the biggest one to do that? This was two years ago, the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Right. And remember they had it out for about two days, and bam, it was gone. We got we, we ran out of them. We don't have any more. And all that did was create more demand. So when they brought it back, there were lines of cars at every Popeyes in America wanting a piece of chicken between two buns. <laughs> you know, you could do that at home. Sure, you can. You really can. So the Mexican pizza is a stoner's dream, baby. Uh, it's made of uh, of a flat tortilla covered with pizza sauce and beans and ground beef. Then another layer of tortilla on top, pressed down, smothered in more pizza sauce, a combination of cheese and chopped tomatoes. And there you go. It actually came out in 1985, believe it or not. So it's coming back. And I know that because of the, the, the beef on there, that has no interest in you whatsoever. And, you, and you're not a stoner either. So. No. But not I, this week. But I play one on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we have somebody who does, yeah, actually. Right. Hey, uh, Candy Funhouse <laughs> is hiring a, a chief candy officer, and they're going to pay this person $100,000 a year to eat candy. I'd do it for free. Right. <laughs> I don't, you don't need to pay me, man. Just have me do it. They are the taste testing of more than 3,500 different types of candy. 
Every month, you have to taste 3,500 different types of candy. 3,500? Every month. Every month. Candy Funhouse is Canada's largest online candy store. It's based in Toronto. They sell the big popular brands like Laffy Taffy, Sour Patch Kids, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Kit Kats, and all that kind of stuff. But they need somebody to taste the candy before it goes online to make sure it it, uh, goes up to their standards. You can work remotely, or you can go into their facilities in Toronto. And if you're worried about your teeth rotting out, they provide extensive dental care services as well. (laughs) Access to diabetes medication as well. That's exactly right. Good Lord. I mean, it sounds great, but when you think about it... I couldn't do that. I'd last about an afternoon. Nah, nah. I could take a little bit of sweet every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, Demi Lovato's back in the news. Speaking of sweet. Uh, Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> Why did everybody laugh? Yeah, that? exactly. Now, you remember when she when she dropped the her and she pronouns, right? She yeah, said, I'm non-binary. They, them, is yeah. what she preferred. That's right. Well, now she's back to she and her. Oh, God. She said, um, well, let me just do a direct quote, okay? okay? She's a Disney singer, actress, and all that kind of stuff. If you, you don't know who she is, but that's all right. She's a, she's a, She was a star, but she's absolutely nuts, like everybody else who's doing this is. She said, yeah, so um, they, them, is, um, I've actually um, adopted the pronouns of she, her again because um, 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 I'm such a um, fluid person. <laughs> no, you're crazy. <laughs> you ain't fluid. You're crazy. She said, I felt like, um, especially like, like, like last year, my energy was balanced in my masculine and my feminine energy. So, like, when I had the choice of walking into a bathroom and it said women and men, I didn't feel like there was a bathroom for me. It's a bathroom. Sit down. Right? <laughs> oh. Don't, sit, don't sit there and stress. Sit. Have a seat, honey. Just sit down. She, did, she said, I didn't feel like a woman, and I didn't feel like a man. I just felt like a human. We don't, we're not sure about that, are we? Well, you know, we'll have to take her word for it. Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. She says, uh, they, them is about, for me, it's just about like, uh, um, um, like, can I just leave that stuff out if I'm going to quote her? Yeah, because, you know, that's the entire quote. Good Lord. Yeah. She said, recently I've been feeling more feminine. So she said this. She said, I think what's important, like, nobody's perfect. Like, everyone messes up their pronouns at some point. Honey, no. (laughs) I have not been confused since the first moment I had consciousness. I know what I is. And I'll tell you right now, I'm all man. All right? Just so we're clear. I'm all man. I can tell. I can tell you that for a fact. Yeah, that's exactly. And the right. last time you had your hand on my thigh, you got quite a grip there. Exactly huh? right. Wow. <laughs> Squeeze. <laughs> Squeeze the Charmin. No sugar in that tank. She's just nuts. <laughs> of course, the uh, trans defenders say, "Well, she's not abandoning they them. She's just merely adding she her to the they them." Well, she was she her before. Good. So Lord. it's like she her they them she her again. Just stupid. Just stupid. Yeah. I, I can't help but think that this is the approach she takes whenever she realizes she's not in the fr- forefront of, of public course. Consciousness. That's exactly what I've said that from really, the beginning. Really, that's all it is. She, when you be, when you realize you wake up and you realize nobody cares anymore. Mm-hmm. Nobody's buying your crap. Right. Nobody's watching your movies. Nobody's watching your Disney show, which is exactly what she was. She was a small time little Disney person who had a couple of pop hits. Right. And nobody's doing that anymore. Well, now I got to find a way to thrust myself back into the consciousness. You know, and she really doesn't have to so. do that. You know, just, she, she's a she's a just, decent singer. Just live your life. She's a beautiful oh, young man. woman. Fame, you know, fame whores just drive me crazy. They just make me absolutely nuts, man. Yeah. 
she has that paranormal show too, doesn't she? I think she does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, where she's wasn't it something about aliens as well? Yeah. Aliens, yeah. ghosts. She's, a, she's an alien. It. So whatever. A non woke comic book creator is coming out with a non woke uh, comic book, and the woke people are nuts. They have two, basically two companies that do comic books. Of course, DC and Marvel. Those have gone woke. You know, everybody's gay in them. Everybody's trans in all the comic books now. This guy's starting his own comic book company. To be non-woke, he's sick and tired. He used to work for DC and and, uh, and Marvel. He's sick and tired of the woke crap. He's uh, going to go anti, uh, not anti-woke, but non-woke. He's not. He says, "I'm not going to go after anybody. I'm going to leave people. You know, you want to be woke, go ahead. But I'm going to do the non-woke." And he's already raised over four million dollars to create his comic books. More, Good for him. More traditional comic book heroes. They will not say. have the. Yeah, you know, Superman's not gay. You know, mm-hmm. bottom line is Superman's not, and he's not. He's straight as can be. Um, a 60-acre wildfire erupted two days ago, north-central part of Utah. A man was walking his dog. Uh, he saw a spider on the ground, of course. I mean, you're in the wilderness. Reached down with a lighter uh, no, to no, burn the no, spider. No. <laughs> no, come on. <laughs> it started a 60-acre conflagration in Utah. Oh, Police man. showed up, found him walking around kind of dazed, you know. So they started to look through his backpack, and they found all kinds of marijuana and other drug paraphernalia. Oh, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> of course. It was probably not even a real spider. Could have told you that, yeah. right? Now, what now, spider? Now yeah. it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> what spider, right? Yeah. All right, quick break. Uh, uh, my friend John Hayward will join us after the break, and we'll talk some more politics here coming up. Amogee Bank is your family bank for all of your family banking services, large and small. No matter what the service is that you need, you depend on Amogee like I do, and they will treat you right. All of their folks over there are trained and, and have a heart for helping families, and that's what they do. So whether it's your family or it's a family-run business, and I talk a lot about that. Maybe you've heard me talk about the the services they provide to family-run businesses. So rewarding. I believe in family-run businesses. I believe in controlling your own destiny and all those kind of things. But it's a lot of hard work. You need to know you know, you've got to have a banker who understands that. You you got challenges when it comes to money and all that kind of stuff, and they can help with all of that. And then when it comes to business advice for family-run businesses, nobody can do a better job of hooking you up with great family-run business advice. That's Amogee. Love these folks. You're going to love them, too, once you start doing business with Amogee Bank. That's Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. Treyware 550 KTSA, FM 1071, the Treyware page at And every Wednesday at this time, a visit with John Hayward, the author of Dr. Zero Year One, and contributor over at Breitbart.com. Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. I, I've been looking forward to today because i got to hear your input and have you break down the whole uh, Pelosi-China-Taiwan thing. What are your thoughts? Well, the Chinese are holding military drills today where they've more or less blockaded Taiwan. This is their expression of, of rage and fury after her visit, but they couldn't stop her. They threatened, they blustered. Some of the Chinese propagandists went so far as suggesting the Chinese army should kill her or, or abduct her and force her plane down, all these crazy things. And in the end, they didn't do any of those things. She went, as she should have, because China has no business dictating where any American official goes, and China has no business dictating who visits Taiwan. So it's an important stand on principle from that perspective. 
perspective. But it is a tense situation. There were already considerable tensions between China and the United States. Those are going to be exacerbated by this. And now everybody's just watching to see what they do that's substantive. They're going to do more than just throw a fit, and everybody's waiting to see what it will be. That's exactly right. I, I you know, I've been asking the questions: How will they respond? What can they do to the United States? It, it, it you know, I, I don't think they're going to launch like a Mitchell strike or shoot one of our planes down, uh, a la uh, Russia or any of that kind of stuff. But uh, they, they, it would seem to me they're in a corner and need to save face somehow because all the blustery talk they were doing leading up to this. Well, and particularly because there's a very important meeting of the Chinese Communist Party coming up soon. Mm-hmm. And at that, that meeting, the dictator, Xi Jinping, is going to make his bid for an unprecedented third term in power. And he, this is a, a bit of a black eye and embarrassment for him to go rolling into that with. His enemies are going to say that he, he was humiliated by this old woman flying into Taiwan, and how can he just let that happen? So I think he's going to feel like he has to do something that makes him look strong, but I don't know what it will be. China is not in a position to start a big economic fight. Their economy is very weak, much weaker than they want to admit. They have a massive real estate crisis bubbling. Latest reports for the Chinese economy just came out, and those crazy coronavirus lockdowns they've been doing have just destroyed them. I mean, their consumer spending is down. Industrial production is down. A lot of foreign investment is pulling out of China because they're afraid the cities could be locked down again at the drop of a hat. So, I mean, those are all problems that give China a bit less muscle than it used to have to try to express its rage here. Well, and knowing all that about their economy, they certainly can't fight a war with the United States. They can do some, you know, some some strikes in in places like that, but they don't want a war with us. Well, and they don't really, really want a war with Taiwan. Some of their generals right. do and have been chomping at the bit for years. But in the end, I mean, most of your Chinese planners are patient. China, Taiwan existing as it does is not really hurting them in a big way. It's annoying more than anything else. And they feel like in the end, you know, they'll get there. They'll eventually woo enough Taiwanese over to their point of view or intimidate them or whatever, and they'll finally be able to take the island without firing a shot. So they're probably not going to abandon that long-term strategy just because of this one visit. All right, so let's bring it back home and look at the mansion Schumer inflation reduction bill which it does exactly the opposite i've gone through this thing 47 ways a sunday to look at it top and bottom and everything else it's full of fake sunsets right so these things don't actually work gimmick schemes whatever you want to call it but it's also full of money uh, that's coming from the middle class and the upper middle class in america strengthening the irs to go get more money from the middle class and also businesses don't pay taxes they collect taxes so i don't want to hear joe manchin say that uh, one more time but this is all about taking more money from the American people and giving it to Joe Biden's friends in the Green New Steel. Your thoughts? Right. Exactly the opposite of what we need in every conceivable way. And proof, if you had any doubts, that all of this is being done to you on purpose. This economy is not a result of Joe Biden's handlers being idiots. They know what they're doing, and they're deliberately transforming this economy in ways they find politically and ideologically satisfying. And this bill would greatly accelerate that process. Inflation would blow through the roof. There are all these hilarious promises. The bill has something in it that I think Manchin was defending that says, oh, we're going to raise taxes, but don't worry, we're going to use all that money to pay down the deficit. I mean, if you believe that, I've got a bridge and a swamp with a cow on it I'd like to sell you. That You have to be an absolute moron to think the Democrats would not steal every nickel of the money they supposedly set aside for a deficit reduction and use it on other things. It'll be 10 minutes before they think of an emergency that justifies raiding that fund. And I think people ought to be sick and tired of this. This other controversy right now about the veterans bill and how the Democrats slipped a big spending cash grab into it. And when Republicans objected to that, suddenly they're being called monsters that don't care about veterans and black 
blah, blah, blah. I mean, Pete, you should be sick to death of this tactic of sneaking all this spending and taxing and all this scurrilous crap and all these slush funds into every single bill this multi-gazillion dollar government spends. We need more clean government, which means bills that are not packed full of nonsense. Well, it you know tells you everything you need to know that they have to do this with reconciliation. They're not going to debate it. It's not going to be brought to the floor. There's not going to be any talk about this. All they're going to do is put it up, pass it on through, and send it right over to the president for his signature. Uh, they, they have no ideas. They have no great candidates or even good candidates that they can run from the Democrat side. They've got nothing, and this is how they have to govern, either by Joe Biden signing another executive order or by reconciliation. No, there's, they're in such bad shape that there's this boomlet going for Pete Buttigieg, of all people, right. that he's supposedly going to run instead of Biden, like he's he's polling higher than Biden. Pete Buttigieg, the, the guy who disappeared when the chips were down. I mean, that's not America's not interested in that. Democrats are fooling themselves if they think so. But they really think a lot of this is on autopilot now. They have created enough inertia, enough momentum, enough spending, enough taxes, enough inflation to where they really just have to let this machine that they've created do its work, and they can just stand back and watch it transform us all against our will. Are they right? Uh, they might be. I mean, the hour is late, and you can look at what's happening with the recession right now, with what's happening in the inflation spiral, the gas prices. Gas prices came down a little bit because China's demand is so weak because their economy is collapsing that their demand for gas went down and the prices bobbed down. That isn't going to last. It already is going back up. And, I mean, people are readjusting their lives to this new reality of 4 5 6 $7 gas in some places, and that is changing us. If you let something like that go on long enough, people eventually accept it and just change their lives to the with it. They feel like they have no choice. I don't believe a thing this, uh, this, these people say, this administration says. First of all, when it comes to a recession, they totally redefine a recession. They don't know what a woman is. That's a birthing person. On and on it goes where they have lied and changed the definition of words and everything. So why should I believe them when they tell me they killed uh, al-Zawahiri? Uh, why should I believe that? And why should I believe that Joe Biden's got COVID? Why, why should I not think that they're just locking him up in the basement like they did a la 2020? I mean, not to put too fine a point on it, but I think the CIA has said on two previous occasions that it killed Zawahiri. They have. I hope he is. You know, I'm a fingers crossed Absolutely. this time. And, and there's, some, there's some evidence here, I think, that they did get him, but there's no DNA. There's no absolute confirmation. Yeah, and look at how they're playing this up. It's like Biden's taking a victory lap, and sensible people are saying, wait a minute, what was this guy doing in Kabul in, like, this luxury bed and breakfast owned by the head of the Taliban or one of his aides or something? I mean, this is a, a Biden disaster, not a Biden triumph. It's good that Zawahiri's dead, but it's, it's abominable that he was in Kabul in the first place. Great stuff, as always, from John Hayward. Read him at Breitbart.com, the author of Dr. Zero, Year One, and hear him right here every Wednesday. Thank you, John. We'll talk next week. Thanks very much for having me. You bet. 646 now at KTSA. Trey, we're here for Martin Bamba and Window World. The family's been in business here since 1947. They have built the number one home improvement and window installation company in the United States with Window World. Everyday low prices, and that means 20 to 75% off the prices that comparable competitors charge. How, how, how does Martin do that? Well, they believe in volume selling. They've got the best product out there, and I know because I put them in my house last year. Nancy and I decided we were going to replace the windows in the house, get rid of the builder-grade stuff, and come in with some good stuff, and, man, it was a great decision for us. These windows are absolutely gorgeous. I've never seen anything like it. And the energy efficiency that comes through these windows is the best anywhere. they got multiple colors for you to choose from, 
outstanding certified installers who are going to put these windows in for you. And then you're going to have the backing of the great name of Window World. You'll hear Martin Baba here on KTSA on the weekends. Every weekend he's here with the Home Improvement Show. But this is what he does. And, and you will be absolutely amazed when you sit down with a representative from Window World there in your home for an on-site inspection. And, okay, this is what it's going to take to do the windows. You can do a few if you want to or do the whole house, whichever you choose. But this time of year, keep the hot weather out and that cool AC in with your brand-new Window World windows. Call them today for your free in-home analysis. Window World, 210-767-0995. Well, that's debatable. (laughs) You just might be. You're up at this time of day, 653, 550 KTSA, up at 107.1, the Treyware page, KTSA.com. Jimmy, what is your uh, email so people can send you the pledge if they want to record it on their phone and send it to you? Isn't it Jimmy at uh, KTSA.com? It might be James. James. I don't know. I had no idea we had a hoity-toity among us. James. Okay. I will will call you James. We'll find out for sure. You're not going to call me James. Don't worry. You, it's always going to be Jimmy with It'd you because you met me as Jimmy. It's See? Jimbo. That's what I call people named Jim. Uh, anybody here a fan of sports at all? Sports guys? Yes. Okay, well, I know. Yeah, Don, you are because you have a, t- a sports tattoo located on your body at a particular place, which we won't discuss, but um, it's kind of a bummer. Oh, come on. I want to show everybody. No, you don't. No, you're an HR nightmare. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy, you want to see this. So, yeah, no, you don't either. Trust me. Um, Vin Scully. Oh. What a great voice! Yeah, just, well, and you know, he just wanted to be known as a great guy. The man painted pictures with words that is uh, incomparable. Yeah, there was a, a sportscaster named George Hale up in Maine who said Vin Scully was Picasso. Everybody else was paint by numbers. Well, <laughs> I agree. Is that right? Yeah, you know, I totally agree. He started with the Brooklyn Dodgers in 1915. When they made the move to Los Angeles, he went with them there. No, I no. remember him from. I'm not a big baseball guy. I watch baseball, but I'm not like you know, glued to every game. But uh, football, his voice on football was great. Yeah. Just had a great characteristic about him. Mm-hmm. Just wonderful person, you know. Yeah. My and it favorite, came through. My favorite was like when the action would stop, and he would talk about what was happening in the stadium. Yes, none better. Yeah, none better. Well, the people in Los Angeles, I was listening to them overnight. They were saying when I had nothing else, I had Vin Scully. Yeah. Well, that says it right there. Yep. When, when you would rather listen to it on the radio because the pictures in your mind are better than the pictures in your eyes, mm-hmm. that's great work. He, he was the grandfather, the uncle to so many people. Yeah. You know, a father figure, that, and the man did nothing wrong. Well, Don is, too. He has kids all over the country. But that's that's <laughs> it, a different matter altogether. Two, two different countries. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a, we're yeah. talking a different thing. Here. Right. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, Kenny Chesney, what a bummer on this man he did a concert the other night oh yeah in mile high yeah in colorado and woman's leaving the concert and she's riding the escalator and she's sitting on the armrest riding it Mm -hmm. down she goes onto the concourse and dies and kenny you know he just puts out this statement about oh my god this is you know this just devastates me people come mm-hmm. and music is here to make you feel good and enjoy yourself and pull us all together you know and this is not what i intend to have happen at one of my shows you know so it, it was at mile high stadium well it's there's a venue up there the oh, okay. M- empower field is that mile high stadium 
Uh, in Power Field, or is that the baseball one? I don't know. I, I don't know anything about Denver, so. It might be the baseball stadium. Baseball stadium. Yeah. Anyway, uh, she's right, riding on that thing. And, man, I tell people all the time, don't, hey, sh- ah, they didn't make that for you to sit no. on. You know? No. <laughs> Put your hand on it, but don't sit on it, because that's the kind of thing that happens. It, you know? it, it could only end in a bad way. There's no good. You know? There's no good. Anything. No. And, it, you know, I, I have no idea about this woman if she had been drinking, but at a concert like that, sometimes that's going on, and you mm-hmm. sit on that, something sure. like that, down you go. So what a bummer for him. He feels, uh, obviously, feels absolutely horrific about that. So uh, best to him. So anyway, uh, we got that stuff out of the way, and uh, that's about it. So we can go home now. We're done. All right. We're wrapped up now, baby. I can go too? Of course you can. <laughs> You're done as well. Yes. We're all out. So right now we got to stay for a couple of hours because Ryan is coming in. Oh, okay. I was getting ready to run for the back door before <laughs> somebody changed. And I don't run that fast, but I was... I, I don't think I could beat either one of you. <laughs> I'm going to run to the back door right now, but I'm going to stop on the right-hand oh, okay. side right. on the way down. Yep. Did you see somebody put the mat six feet away from the urinal in there? Yeah. That's wishful thinking. It's a new, <laughs> it's a new game we're playing. <laughs> that is wishful thinking. It's like right a radio there, ver- version of cornhole or something. I, I have no idea, but I walked in there a little while ago, and the mat that they put on the floor, you know, yeah. keeps everything dry, is six feet away from the urinal. It's okay. Somebody's... Somebody He's wishing. <laughs> it's kind of like when home plate. Somebody's got a fantasy. You know, home plate is a certain distance from the pitcher's is mouth. That what it it's is? like our tribute to Vince Scully. <laughs> we kind of have it set up like a baseball diamond in there. I guess so, Good man. Good luck with a home run on that one. Wearing rhyme up next, KTSA.